This is Harry's Strictly Podcast 2022. I'm here to bring you my thoughts, reactions and scores to this year's Strictly. So please welcome your host, it's me, Harry. The halfway point of the competition is here. We are on week seven. What a night this was. The couples were fantastic. We had a complete range of every dance tonight. There was no duplicate dances. Everybody danced a different theme and they really put everything into their dances. Some paid off, others not so much. We'll chat about them throughout the episode. But overall, what a fantastic night. Welcome back to another episode of Harry Strictly Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm back with another week of the podcast. Hopefully you're enjoying it so far. We're really now starting to see some fantastic and some perfect dances. Week seven was where it was at. We had a jive, Vini's waltz, a quick step, waltz, cha-cha, Argentine tango, Charleston, foxtrot, salsa, and a rumba. A very mixed range of scores. I mean, I won't lie. Some I was... Uh, very shocked with. But we'll talk about that as the episode goes on. Like I said, overall, a fantastic night. And I was really impressed with a lot of couples. So, without further ado, let's get talking about week seven. Kicking us off with a cha-cha-cha was Hamza and Joita. They opened the show in a fantastic way. Their routine was colourful, it was very happy, smiley, cheeky, and was great fun. They had fun, and we had fun watching it. So they really managed to bring out the characterization, the energy, that element of the cha-cha was absolutely there. I saw him really trying to work on the technique here. Nice rotation of the hips, back steps, had his hips moving with him. He really tried to engage his hips to help him throughout the dance. He was popping his legs, they were straightening, they were bending. Great timing throughout this routine. Cha-cha, we can dance with normal timing, or we can have some syncopated timing where it changes up slightly and it's a little harder to follow. Some counts a little longer than others, then we have some quicker steps. And I was really impressed with how he was on the music. He listened to it, like Shirley said, it completely run through his body and he was able to use the music just to dance to. And that's what we want, isn't it? I'll agree with Craig. Um, I noticed the heel steps as well. And actually, when he came away from the set and got into the dance, I think it was his first or second step that he did was a heel. We don't want any heels in the cha-cha as we know because it's just not very nice to look at. We want a toe to a heel in the cha-cha. I also have to agree with the judges. He's got to turn his feet out. I don't know whether this is something that Hamza does without realising, whether he's really tried to work on it. It will help with balance, commitment to each step. If we turn our feet out, about five to one, not too far, not so that your knees are opening out, just so it's comfortable. Then it will really help with the quality of his movement. The leg action will improve, the balance will improve. Even though it is all there, 
it will just continue to improve even more. Um, I will have to say, I wished that the choreography had a little more movement in it. For me, it was a bit still. I like a cha-cha that moves. I like um, walks. I like lock steps. I like all of that in a cha-cha. Because I think it's better to look at than just doing bits, you know, here on one spot, then moving to another, then moving to another. However, like Motsi said, he excelled completely on the basic steps. Great hip action, great leg action, superb timing, and he enjoyed it. A really good cha-cha. The scores are in. Eight. Let's talk about Ellie and Johannes and their rumba. For me, this was elegant. It was emotional. They had a connection between them. They told the story. She really was able to bring herself into this routine. Really nice lines fulfilled all the way to her wrist. She created space around her. She could have done it throughout the, the dance, not just at times when she's reaching out. So I understand if the judges were talking about lines there. Her legs definitely need work. Um, she didn't quite manage the tracking of the legs, brushing the thighs past each other. That figure four that we're looking for, as Shirley was talking about last week, when the foot and the leg passes the standing leg. Um but I actually really liked this rumba. I know what the judges mean about it being straight and it being vertical, and there was no fluidity, there was no flow in it, there was no hips. At times, I saw a few hips. I saw them trying to move. What I want Ellie to work on is the tone of her body. The way she communicates herself as a dancer, I feel like that can have work because, because in some of the pieces that she did with Johannes, the drops and things, she came a little floppy. And even though we want fluidity in the rumba, it still has a sense of tension about it and we can release that tension and then bring it back in. They did a little section when Johannes was holding her, they were rotating around, Ellie's leg was extended and her foot came off the floor. In the rumba, we always need one foot on the floor. So I did notice that. Um, but what really transported in this dance for me was the emotion, the storytelling and the connection. I was really shocked by Craig's score. I'll be totally honest. Um, a three for me is like red, like a very bad dance. Um, and I don't think this was a very bad dance. It wasn't amazing, but it wasn't very bad. So she can improve, she can do more, but I was actually quite impressed for a tricky dance that is the rumba. Just engage the hips a little more. Isolate the body and bring it all together. The scores are in. Seven. Next to take to the floor was Molly and Carlos with a foxtrot. And I have to start off by saying Molly was back where she belongs in the ballroom. I never expected Molly to be a ballroom person. Maybe that's just my opinion. Do let me know what you think. The foxtrot was glamorous. It was smooth. It had movement. It glided across the floor. It had great coverage. That's always what we want to see in a ballroom dance. I was really impressed with this. She kicked off the routine, got into hold and did a beautiful heel turn, collected her feet, turned, and pushed off. So in my eyes, that heel turn was perfect. And they look really easy to do, but trust me, they are quite tricky to stay on balance, to get your turn in the right place, to not like clonk down when you uh, exit the heel turn. It's tricky. And she did a fantastic job of that. One thing that I was really impressed with in this dance is the stretch that she had. She danced upwards and out while maintaining a really nice frame. Loved the oversway moments. 
the slow parts into the fast parts, the timing of this, they really thought about. In the corner of the floor, they did a nice oversway moment, opened up, then went into more foxtrot. And that is where the quality of the dance starts to come through. I will have to say some of the pivots that she did in Hold with Carlos, a little bumpy, just work on the transitions of those, keeping those gliding and having the drive to rotate. I thought that could have been improved slightly. And just a little sharp out of hold. You can almost dance this a little like an American smooth when you're out of hold. She had some moments that I felt just hit a bit too hard for a foxtrot. So I would have liked to have seen those extend a bit more and continue some of the arm lines got stopped a bit got sharp and then went into the next move but that was only a slight note that i had overall this dance was superb and like i started saying she's completely excelling in the ballroom what am i waiting for to get this perfect um i'm waiting for it all to come together and i'm waiting for a wow moment that's what i'm waiting for but it was a really superb foxtrot the scores are in Nine. Ellie and Nikita took to the floor with a Charleston. Now, I'm going to start off by saying I was slightly unsure about this dance. And uh, the reason for that is because I watched it on It Takes Two. They showed a little clip and uh, I was worried, I'll be honest, because she was dancing completely out of time, not really coordinated as much as she should have been, and because it was side by side with Nikita, I thought, ah, this is really gonna stand out if it goes wrong and out of time. But I was pleasantly surprised with this. Great armography, push, energy, that was all there. Characterization to the max. She completely took on the role of the Charleston. I thought that was epic and she just performed it. She let go and sold it to us. And that's what we want from a Charleston. It's a technical dance, it is, to make it look effortless while still putting a lot of effort in is tricky. Another thing we're looking for in a Charleston, as I'm sure you know, is the swivel. And I don't feel like she swiveled as much as we need. Maybe that's the only swivel she can do. If she could have done a bit more, I would have liked to have seen more swivel because we need that in a Charleston. It's one of the basic elements. She did go off time slightly in the routine. It was on the last uh, swivel section, I think. She managed to pick it back up quite well. She connected with Nikita, kind of understood where he was in the music and continued. So it didn't go wrong, but she just slightly got ahead of the music. However, I was really impressed with that ending lift. I didn't know where it was going to go. I've never seen a lift like that done before. It's great that the professionals are still able to surprise us and entertain us. The lift had the shock factor that the Charleston needs, that unexpectedness. Much better than last week. Just work on the swivels. Work on pushing it a little bit more. But she's absolutely got the, the performance and the characterization down to a T. I thought this was a really good Charleston. The scores are in. Eight. Tyler and Diane danced a Viennese waltz. This dance looked beautiful, and I guess to anybody watching it to be entertained, to look good on the tin, this was your dance. But if we step inside of this, we open the tin up, we see what's inside, it was littered with errors, um, 
actual mistakes and then postural issues, frame issues. Quite a lot went wrong with this dance. I can start off by saying good coverage of the floor. He had a lot of rotational figures in there. Natural turns, reverse turns, great engagement in the dance as well. Even though it wasn't as well as a Viennese waltz can be danced, he still engaged with it. He didn't sit back onto it and think, well, doesn't matter. It wasn't very good. I'm not going to try. He really pushed through the dance and I applaud him for that. He also had great emotion. He's really able to channel himself to the music, to his partner. So that's really impressive. But with the Viennese Waltz, because it is so fast, because it has so much rotation, you've got to be really precise with footwork, connection with your partner. It's all got to be in the right place. Like Craig said, his bottom was sticking out for the whole of the dance. And it's not because, like Tyler said, he's got a big bum. That's not the issue. You have to stand up tall and tuck your torso in. Connect your spine all the way down from your bottom, all the way up to the neck. It's just got to be one long extension. So he just needs to connect that torso and tilt it under himself. That will really help. I agree with Anton as well. His steps to the side were too small. And because we have so much rotation in the Viennese walls, you've also got to be aware of where your partner's stepping. You have to dance as one in this dance. It is key to make sure that you are one dancer. You're basically moving around the floor as one. So you've got to adjust with the steps that your partner's taking. And his step to the side was just too small. That's what I think caused the issues. They were fumbling over each other's feet quite a few times in the dance. And what that meant is we could see the feet and then the upper body was a little wobbly and it lost its glide. However, with all that being said, like I started saying, he really channels the dance and he's a beautiful dancer to look at. If we're wanting to see a dance that looks good, Tyler and Diane is your couple. When we start delving under, we see a few issues. So a good dance in terms of performance, but just way too many mistakes and quite a lot of technical issues for me. The scores are in. Six. I am completely blown away by Kim and Graziano. They danced an Argentine tango, and this was the dance of the series by a mile. I honestly didn't know what to say to this, and I'm not being dramatic. Well, maybe I am, but I wrote a couple of stuff down after the dance finished. I said connection between them was superb. Like Shirley said, it was just them two in the room. Nobody else mattered. We were just in their dance. They were able to invite us in without getting distracted about what anything else was happening. It was just them two in the room. The lean, her weight was forward into her partner. The pressure of her feet in the floor really connected with the ground. What I was so impressed with is the grace that she had doing this dance. When she first did that lift and she was able to create that running look in the air with her feet, the lift probably has a name, I don't know it. The lightness that she had was absolutely superb. I was completely in shock. And actually, as soon as she started the routine and did that little move, that lift reminded me of Rose and Giovanni when they did theirs last year. And that's the best Argentine tango I've seen. This... I think matched that. I was completely in shock. I've been waiting for a dance like this from Kim. It wasn't out there. It wasn't a show-off routine. Like I said, it was just them two 
dancing. Craig always goes on about the ganchos. They have to be reactive. They have to be smooth and fluid. They have to be liquid. Well, I thought they were all of that. Interlocking of the legs was spot on. It wasn't mechanical at all. It looked like they were having a conversation. It's Kim's best dance, the best dance of the series. I've been waiting for Kim to do a dance like this. I knew she had it in her and I knew it was coming, but I didn't expect it to be this good. The best dance of the series so far. The scores are in. 10. Next to take to the floor was Will and Nancy with a quick step. This was a character-driven, fun, flirty routine that was very energetic. We need energy in the quick step. I think he did quite a good job here. I have to kick off by talking about the partner work that they had. Absolutely spot on. They were really able to use each other to help the movement across the floor. The speed was kept up. The timing was quite nice. And the footwork, I thought, was quite precise. And actually one of Will's better performances that he's done so far. There was a couple of things that I picked up on. One of the main basic steps in a quick step is a scatter chassis. Those steps that you do side close, side close, side close along the floor. He took two bigger steps, so it just made him too wide. He did it down the floor with his back to the judges. He was just too wide, so it made him a bit too low to the floor. We need bent knees in those, but still keep those compact. I'd like him to work on his frame a little bit. I want him to keep his arms up and wide. I want him to be a strong um, confident dancer, because I know he is, and I need him to be careful of where he looks sometimes. He's got to keep his head up, not looking up, but keep it open, and be careful not to look down into steps. He was at the bottom of the floor with Nancy, he was going into a little bit of quick step in hold, and he just looked down as he stepped in. We need confidence that we are going to step in the right place. He was leaning over Nancy at times. On the pivots, I felt like he was leaning in. We don't want to lean backwards because that will stop the rotation. But what we want to do is keep that vertical spine. Weight over the balls of our feet. Still look up straight and open out. But don't hunch over your partner. So I want him to be careful of that. I also agree with Shirley. I'd like him up on his toes. Because that will help with the lightness of this. The bounce of the quick step that we need comes from being on your toes at times, then lowering and pushing on a heel. All that really helps to create the look of the dance. But I thought he did a quite good job. What I like to see in a quick step is a controlled upper half and your feet doing a lot of the work. I felt he got that. Not all the time, but quite a lot of places in the dance I felt he got that. Even if his frame wasn't perfect, if he could have had a better postural line, he still managed to keep it controlled in his own way. So that was quite impressive. I just need him to work on being in hold. That will definitely help. But a great performance that was, like I said, very character driven. I liked the story and the way he told it and how energetic and fun this was. A good quick step. The scores are in. Eight. Helen and Gorka danced a jive. This was stylish, polished, and convincing. Absolutely one of Helen's best dances so far. What are we looking for in a jive? We're looking for energy. 
We're looking for stamina. We're looking for character and performance. We want all of that. We need good technique in the jive. High knees. Slipping of the standing foot helps with the natural bounce that we get in the jive without looking floppy and bouncy. We want compact footwork, not too wide because we don't have time in the jive to make it wide. We can have our weight forward because that puts us on the balls of our feet ready to create the jive action. We can actually afford to send our hips back in the jive. She managed to do this perfectly in my opinion. What I love about these two is their connection and partnership. I think it's really shining and it really shone in this dance. One thing that actually I'm working on at the minute in jive is connection with your partner. Not in a performance way, we need that, but more so in the handholds that we have. Pushing and pulling, creating a spring action in our hands to really help each other move. Moving your partner where you want them to be pushing them out when you want them out, bringing them back in and getting that swing that we need in a jive, that pendulum swing, not just an up and down swing, pendulum swing that we create. How light she was on her feet. I don't think I've ever seen that in a jive. Her drunken sailors were so bouncy, so light, had so little effort in them, but still had the energy that we need. Great combination of everything there. I really loved the musicality. One bit that I noticed before she went into a set of drunken sailors facing Gorka was her slide that she did. She did a little slide and then went into the movement and that really is something that brings the quality to the dance. The power in being able to wait and then dance is epic without having just to dance, dance, dance and impress all the time. You really can afford to wait, show off a little and then go in to your moves. I'll be totally honest, I will. I was watching her feet towards the end and I was watching the kick section that she did side by side with Gorka. I feel she could have had little lighter kicks there. They were slightly heavy with not much retraction. I felt she could have had that bounce that we need on the retraction of the legs. Slipping the standing foot will help and it, it was as well um, just after I think, or it might have been just before, but it was around the time that she was just slightly too in front of the music that she had to wait for Gorka. Yes, it was a mistake, and that's what the three judges were saying, but I agree with Anton in the way that she didn't make it look like a mistake. She made it look a bit like the musicality, the waiting, and then going into the routine. So she was able to adapt, and that's what makes a great dancer. A really superb jive. The scores are in. Nine. Fleur and Vito danced a waltz. This was stunning in the way that the dance was stunning and Fleur looked stunning as well. Really liked the concept. It's nice to see Vito dancing the different dances. We've never seen him dance a waltz before. It was nice to see how he choreographs a waltz and the aspect that he takes, the concept of the waltz was really nice. I'm going to have to say it now. In my opinion, I think Fleur is a ballroom girl. The controlled dances, the softness about her, for me, comes across a lot better than her Latin routines. She had so much in this routine to love. The basic 
elements of the waltz were there. The drive, the power, the smoothness, the glide was all there. The rise and fall was nice at times. We'll talk about it in a minute. She had a standing spin. They kept connected on the right side of each other and rotated. It had drive. That was nice. The pivots had drive. They stayed connected on those. She went forward on a few heels. She missed a couple of them. On the, on the main forward steps, she missed a couple of heels and I fell on her backward steps. She could stretch a little more and not take her foot off the floor. That rhymed, it didn't mean to, um, but really stretch back, keep your foot connected with the floor, and then when you're as far as you can step back, roll the foot from toe to heel. I agree with Shirley, I didn't notice the footwork as much, and I think because her dress was long, I couldn't see it all, and the cameras cut it off as well, but uh, the waltz has this rise and fall that is quite gradual, the one, two, three, one, two, three. And when she finished, for example, the chassis and she was coming out of it, what Shirley was saying is we need a gradual fall into a toe flat. What Fleur was doing is heel toe. And then that really emphasised the fall. She fell out of that high fall that she had. So she got on her toes nicely and was really high when her toes were collected together. And then she fell out of it too quickly. But I really liked it. I was actually quite surprised that I liked the sharpness of the oversway moments. Those bits really juxtaposed what the whole routine was. A waltz we usually feel is quite smooth. And it's always smooth in every place and every dance. But I quite liked how Vito added in those sharp elements. It's quite refreshing to see. So great connection between them. Great emotion and nice concept. I just agree with Shirley. Work on that footwork. Make sure that you get it right and that it helps you express yourself. Work on the transitions coming out of things. The rise and fall. All of that. Um, but a beautiful look on the dance. And she should be super proud of herself. The scores are in. Eight. Closing the show with a salsa was Tony and Katia. Good effort, fun, entertainment factor, quite cheesy this week, but um, the whole routine was just one big mistake. Like, he... He was all right behind the DJ desk. Then he came down, um, did a bit on time, a bit in partner with Katia, and then just completely lost it. I mean, the rest of it, he didn't really dance to the music. He didn't um, move with any sort of rhythm in him. On the basic steps he did, and I actually quite liked that he was grounded into the floor on those basic forward and back steps of the salsa. I was kind of impressed with those, but that's basic salsa. I feel he let himself down with this dance, and I, th I think that came across at the end. We know that Tony has it in him, and I don't want him to feel like he is the joke act, or he's been put there just for the entertainment, and that he's not going to be able to be a good dancer, because he is. Last week, he did a fantastic quick step. This week, like I said, though, just too many mistakes. He got off time. He never really managed to pick it up. Katia was leading the dance. Um, yeah, not great this week, I'm afraid. I will give him praise for the lifts because I wouldn't be able to do those lifts. I'm sure quite a few people wouldn't be able to do those lifts 
under the pressure on live television. And he actually managed to have really good balance on the lifts. He had the correct posture to get Katia in the right place. So it's a lot of work for Tony to get those lifts right. It's not, you know, just Katia throwing herself onto Tony. He really actually has to have a good strong core. But yeah, you know, for a salsa, we're looking for basic steps. We're looking for hip rotation. We're looking for rhythm, musicality, timing. Um, and it just wasn't there for me this week. The scores are in. Three. So there we go. That's what I made of week seven. And I finally gave somebody a 10. 10. I was waiting to do it. And I was waiting for a dance where I don't have anything to write. It gets me up off the sofa. It gets me screaming at the telly and it's perfect. And for me, that was Kim and Graziano's dance this week. I'm surprised you didn't get more than 110. I was waiting for a 39, I'll be honest. Queen Gribble Hall. Nine. Oh! Huh? What? Ten. Well, hey! But maybe the judges saw something in the studio that us at home on the telly didn't see. Right, let's find out what you thought of the show at home. Strictly's Alfie says L.E.T. was completely undermarked and Tony overmarked. I agree with L.E.T. being undermarked. The judges know what they're looking for. They see something probably very different to what we see at home. I think L.E.T. did a good dance. She really managed to perform it well. The technique needs improving, but I actually thought it was a okay rumba. I was a little shocked that Craig gave Tony a four and Ellie a three. If anything, it should really have been the other way around. Maybe he forgot he gave L.E.T. a three. I don't know. Owen says Hamza is definitely an underdog. He's so much better than I expected. I'm exactly the same here and I completely agree. I think we definitely have to watch out for Hamza. At the moment, he's one that I can definitely see in the final. Lily says fantastic and Karen says fab -ulous. Right, let's talk about who I voted for. This week was very easy for me. I was able to put three votes on three different couples and this is who got my votes. The first couple I voted for, just because I felt like they needed some help this week, they were upset at the end of their dance um, and I could feel that they put a lot of work into their routine. So I voted for Ellie and Johannes. The second couple I voted for was Helen and Gorka for their jive. It was one of the best jives I've seen for a very long time. And then the third and final couple to get my vote was Kim and Graziano. This was just superb. And for me, the first perfect dance of the series. And I was very happy to award it my first 10 of the series. Who do I now think is going to be in the dance-off? Well, let's just talk overall. I don't think Hams is going to be there because the public get behind him. He did a really good cha-cha and scored three tens from the judges. He was at the top of the leaderboard, so I can't imagine seeing him there. I also don't think Ellie and Johannes are going to be there. Even though they didn't receive great scores from the judges, the public, I just know, are going to save them. 
I also don't think Ellie and Nikita will be there, surprisingly. Uh, I thought they might have been when I was watching It Takes Two during the week, but I don't think they will be there because their Charleston was actually quite good. Kim and Graziano will be nowhere near the dance-off, neither will Helen. I don't think Will will because the public like him, um, even though I feel he's fading into the back slightly because he has been so good that we haven't seen him improve massively, in my opinion. I can't work out where, where Tony's going to be. Is he going to be in the dance-off because his dance wasn't very good? Uh, or is he not going to be in the dance-off because the public are going to save him? I can't work it out. I have a feeling the public might save him. I hope Fleur's not in the dance-off because she doesn't deserve to be there this week. She definitely improved from last week. And like I said, she's a ballroom girl. So it would be a shame to see her there. If I was to narrow it down to two couples, I think one of them might be Molly. She's been there before. How many people are voting for her? I don't know. I generally don't have the answer. And I also feel like Tyler and Diane could be there. Tyler got my second lowest score of the night, so for me, it kind of follows the trend. It won't be long till you find out if I'm right or wrong. As you know, it will be right after this music. And as we now know, it was Molly and Ellie Simmons in the dance-off. I predicted Molly to be there. She shouldn't have been there for the quality of her dance that she did on Saturday, but I just had a feeling she was going to be there. She's been there in the past. The people are not getting behind her for whatever reason. Maybe it's um, a wake-up call for us all to get behind Molly because she is a fantastic dancer. Ellie Simmons was first to be announced for the dance-off. All of the judges saved Molly and Carlos, but who would I have saved. Tess, it's over to you. Based on that dance-off alone, I am about to ask the name of the couple that you think deserves to stay and why. The couple with the most votes will remain in the competition, meaning the other couple is out of Strictly Come Dancing. This is it. Who are you going to save and why? Well, in my eyes, both couples danced a better routine than Saturday. Molly was beautiful. It just flowed. It had emotion. It was polished from head to toe. Ellie went out there again, pushed even more, polished the mistakes and the issues that were on Saturday. However, I have to go with the couple who overall was more polished and is a better dancer. So for that reason, I have to save Molly and Carlos. Another couple leaves Strictly Come Dancing 2022 and we now only have nine couples remaining. I am quite sad to see Ellie Simmons go and when she was talking to Tess at the end, I did have a couple of tears rolling down my face because Ellie has just brought so much positivity to the show. She's not put her disability as an excuse to shy away from things. She's been completely vulnerable and she's pushed herself as much as she can. And I think that's so great to see on the show. She's not shied away from anything. She's brought so much confidence and I've really loved watching her dance each week. So the positivity, that she brings to the show will definitely be missed. And I'm sure I wasn't the only one 
that had a few tears rolling down my cheek. It was the right decision that Molly went through, but still sad to see Ellie Simmons go. We're heading into week eight. It's getting serious. We're now over halfway through the competition. The couples have to bring out their very best dances from now on. It's just a case of if the couples will do that and if the pressure will get too much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Harry Strictly Podcast. If you did enjoy, please make sure to leave a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Harry Surplus. I'd love to know your thoughts. Thank you so much for listening. Keep dancing.